Hi there and welcome back to another episode of Dropset Podcast. It has been a while since I've done one of these and I am joined by one of my current PTs, uh, Kay. Well, I say current, but not for long. (laughs) To be honest, Kay's abandoning us. Uh, She's leaving us, she's stranding us, uh, leaving us on her own Um, and recently opening up uh, her own kind of setup, doing stuff nearby. Um, I'm going to do roughly what I did with Amber on the last podcast, uh, not my Amber, okay, so like, the last person I've done a podcast is my friend Amber down in Wales, right. I do have a daughter called Amber who's two, um, but no I didn't have a two year old online trying to talk, I, did one I don't know if you wanted to hear the words, um, bum, Sansa, <laughs> duck, um, um, yeah, does, you wouldn't really get much conversation out of ours to be perfectly honest. Uh, but yeah, I will let you kind of elevator pitch. So it's kind of like roughly about a minute to two minutes where you just kind of let us know a little bit about yourself, what you do, what your new place is going to be like and stuff like that. So just hit the key points. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have been a PT for just coming up for six years now. I started my own fitness journey when I'd had my son, who is coming up for 10 um, I felt really unhappy in my body and went to the gym, went to a few classes, met a PT, had a few sessions and fell in love with fitness that I decided to do it myself. And six years later, here we are. Um, I've done PT in commercial gyms. I've been a gym AGM for a commercial gym. I've done fitness tutoring and more recently started being self-employed at Sports Life Work at the start of this year and decided to open up my own facility just to kind of keep going with my group training because it's always been my dream to do more group training and here we are. Yeah, there so. we go. Perfectly, nailed it. Um, yeah, so pretty much Kay's been working with us since January and like I say, like we're, we're happy for her getting our own place really, to be perfectly honest, uh, because it means we finally get rid of her, which is <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> um, no, no, in all seriousness, um, Kay's been running like good stuff, a lot, some pre postnatal style stuff. Like I say, like you've listed a lot, I mean, within the six years you've been a PT, it's yeah. like you've, you've ticked off a lot of different things yeah. where most people can traditionally sometimes just hold that one PT role. Yeah. Well, like we've got PT, we've got management, you've worked in commercial as well as, I mean, would you class slam as commercial? Would you class a more se- like semi-private? Yeah, again, semi-private, definitely. Semi-private, yeah. okay. Specialises in pre you've yeah. done the tutoring, assessment, all those kind of things. And then we've had a lot to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's still a good one, that is, because something I'll probably touch on as we go, because I know I spoke to... Amber about this in the last one as well, but just kind of about the whole kind of PT qualification system. Yep. That's always quite a good one to kind of discuss. Um, but yeah, quite frankly, as well, so we've got our own setup here in the gym, which we're recording from just now. But, you know, like I say, if someone's business and brand's going well to the point that they kind of need more space to open up, then we take that as a huge compliment that they've managed to build such a big thing here. So we're really happy that within a year, which is a short space of time, you've managed to grow a brand so much that yeah. you need your own facility. So yeah, it's great. So well done. You must be you must be excited, surely. Nervous but I'm really, really excited, but it is terrifying at the same time going into January, which is generally the busiest time of year for PTs. It is very daunting at the same time it's like the biggest leap I think I've ever taken in my life but you know if you don't take risks you can't reap the rewards there's no point in just staying firmly there's no point in being comfortable you won't get anywhere if you stay comfortable oh definitely I, I go by the motto uh, if you want to take the island burn the boats yeah. so but it's like <laughs> if you leave yourself no option it's like well <laughs> kind of got to do the work now yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I completely agree with it. Uh, I've got a kind of fun theory when it comes to like the PT sign up. So it's like I feel like gym sign ups. So I think you'll experience a, like your theories is a lot more group setup. So yeah. it's a little bit different to what I'm used to experience when I used to do like one to one things back when I was at Nuffield. But I think gyms get busier for January, yeah. but PTs get busier in February. I 100% agree. Yeah. I do. I agree. Everyone floods through the doors on January yeah. with all the best intentions, which I absolutely love. Like, yeah. it's a kind of a, it's an understandable but small pet hate of mine when you yeah. see everyone complaining about how busy yeah. gyms are in January. It's like you're complaining that people want to be healthy yeah. instead of doing what they were doing last year, which was sitting on the couch. But what these people do is they flood in run around like a kind of headless chicken a yep. little bit thinking like I guess guy mentality let's be perfectly honest but I think yep. we know the answers to everything so we go in we've seen something on Instagram and think this is exactly what I need 
then after like even just a week of wandering around a bit clueless you're just like i actually don't know what i'm doing so then after a month i just like can, can someone help me out a little bit <laughs> and that's where the pt's kind of come in Definitely. so february i tend to find like a really big rush month for me i do as well i think that a lot of people they get bogged down by new year new me let's do these new year's resolutions let's start back at the gym at the earliest convenience and they do everybody thinks the same thing and everybody goes to the gym and everybody runs about like a headless chicken people have obviously got plans people have got pts that have been working with for a while but it's quite scary when you're in the gym and you don't have a plan and it can often make people tend to fall off the wagon a little bit as well because they go on cardio equipment they it's honestly not a bad thing to go on cardio equipment. I will never ever say to somebody that they're doing the wrong thing because you're better in your health by even being in the gym and being in the environment. But a lot of people are also skint in January as well. And that's when PT tends to become a wee bit busier towards the end of January and into February. So yeah, gyms get very busy in January, but PT tends to be a bit more abundant when you get into February. It's a probably biased and slightly unpopular opinion, but I actually think spending money on PT saves you money. Oh, I because it's yeah. like when you start spending money, like more money and focus on your kind of health and looking after yourself, all yeah. the unhealthy things. Yeah. You no longer want to do those Friday night takeaways. You're yeah. just like, no, I'm just going to cook because I've worked really hard yeah. this week. I don't want to fling it away. 100% that, like, agree. Like bottle of wine that you'd normally buy for the weekend yeah. or two bottles of wine, depending how you like to spend yeah. your weekends, suddenly becomes going for a walk and having a coffee. Yeah. Um, so you might be spending maybe, what, 30, 40 pounds on a PT session every week, but you're probably realistically saving like 40 to 50 pounds on takeaways unhealthy shopping snacks yep. drinks going out to like nightclubs and pubs and yep. things so it's like it's actually a money saver so you spend less to get yourself in the shape that makes you happier yep. rather than doing the things that's been bogging you down to make you want to go there in the first place um i feel like so i am i am a anti-diet do we say anti-diet i'm not anti-diet but i'm definitely on the yeah on the, you... end, the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to being in in terms of like i'm not a fan of diet culture but yeah i'd say that's probably better because like you yeah. do run your stuff a little bit differently yeah. to a lot of places it's not okay it's, it's about balance yeah, yeah uh-huh. balance okay. that's the definitely balance definitely more erring on the side of non-restriction however what i do find and i've had this conversation with my client even recently when you do implement habits and training into your life your body your body and your taste buds and your mind naturally looks at food in a different way and i feel like having those conversations with my client and going through another kind of stint at the gym myself after taking time out through covid I look at food in a different way and I don't feel guilty for eating the food that I want to eat, but I also look at it and think sometimes this will help me more towards my goals that I have as opposed to not eating because I need to lose weight. I think that I look at that and think that's going to nourish my body as opposed to that's going to make me just lose weight if I don't eat that specific thing. And I I think that people tend to look at certain foods differently once they get into a more active lifestyle which isn't a bad thing yeah it's kind of like a pet hate that one like you say like i need to lose weight so i can't eat uh-huh. this but yeah. can't eat this turns into i can't eat yeah um but it's more of like the common phrase of like too much of anything is going to yeah. be bad for you so chocolate's not bad for you yeah. but eating two family size bars a day is going to be bad for you uh caffeine's not bad for yeah. you but if you take three cans of monster yeah. day, you're going to get heart palpitations yeah. speaking of which beth found in the world ready <laughs> There we go. It can't be a podcast without caffeine. Oh. I think you're the first caffeine-free person. I don't even have pre-workout in this. It's just it's clear way type oh, of thing. No, so. Oh. Even I like caffeine. I'm going to go train soon. I'm jealous. Um, but yeah, it's all in things. I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Um, it's all in moderation and balance. Like if you want to even have like a weekend takeaway. Yeah. Like I'd sometimes do like those kind of eight week things at the start of the year to help get people started to get their kind of year running. And my friend Ewan, he used to have like a Domino's every single Friday on it. And I'd be like, that's completely fine because he would just balance out the rest of his week so that he can enjoy it. And that's the same with everyone. He's not having one every single day. He's just having the right amount and balancing it out with the rest of his thing. So you can still enjoy all these things, but the whole I can't eat suddenly turns into people on these like 
five, six hundred calories a day style things, and all it does is you become. You can, well, fuck, my my first ever graduate job offer. Oh no! That I applied for online. Oh, you applied for it? It was that no, wasn't Herbalife. Like it was on just like a job site. It was like S one Jobs or something, and it was just like graduate opportunity. Um, oh. for some kind of like company type thing and then the guy phoned me was like yeah so the company's called Herbalife and I was just that way I was like are you kidding me on? It's like no one needs to be a graduate to be Herbalife all no. you have to do is be willing to con people yeah um, I'm looking there is Nick locked outside no he's managed to get himself in that's not even Nick it's not even Nick it does look a bit like him doesn't it seems like it but yeah and stuff like that's like it was a whole one for another I could rant about Herbalife oh my god life 101 um but yeah like as soon as you have like these kind of five six hundred calorie deficits yeah fair play you will drop weight immediately but as soon as you get that you're going to like plateau you're going to stop you're going to be so tired moody, yeah. depressed grumpy you're not really <clears throat> wanting to go to the gym yeah. and just kind of cycling back around to where we started on it um when people show up to the gym in january without those plans they've went in with the right intention to form that habit of being healthy. So go into the gym three, four times a week, whatever, to do their workout. But their habit disappears because they get tired of going in clueless yeah. or confused or they get tired of doing the same workout four times a week. Yeah. Which is then, like I say, how a few people then start to kind of radiate a little bit yeah. towards. Um, but what we've said there is like you obviously run yours slightly differently um, and you're kind of going down your own style like we could probably say niche market i suppose mm -hmm. with the way you're kind of like setting up your studio and stuff as well yeah. uh so why don't you kind of let everyone else because i know obviously about it because <laughs> i actually know you uh but why don't you tell a little bit more about how you're running your studio the kind of approach that you're taking to it because yeah. it's slightly a different outlook yeah holistic is obviously different to when people think gym they think Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> they think people walking in and shouting, "Yeah, buddy!" <laughs> um, so yeah, why don't you tell us kind of about the kind of holistic approach now that you're kind of looking to run your gym in? Um, so the gym is mainly a group training facility. Um, it's uh, it's for everyone. I'm a big believer in health at every size, and that anyone who can lift weights should do some kind of resistance training to help their body in the long term, help increase bone density, to strengthen your joints and generally just to feel better in yourself and using that as your main kind of factors as opposed to going to the gym just to lose weight because we all know as PTs that weight loss is not the be all and end all, that you've got fat loss as well and we tend to focus on the scale weight which a lot of people do and it's it can be debilitating. So I know that myself, I've kind of gone 360 with my approach when it comes to weight loss. When I started at the gym, my PT put me on a really, really low calorie deficit. Did it get me results? Yes, it did. But it trained me into bad eating habits, poor body. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Body. Uh, no, poor um, body image. That's yeah. a poor body image. I always felt like I wasn't small enough and I had to be even smaller even though I was absolutely tiny and then of course we went into COVID and my body dramatically changed shape and I went in the total opposite direction we're thinking that nobody should diet and I joined a gym um, as a trainer, employed trainer where that was the whole ethos and this year I've kind of turned it on its head again and gone somewhere in between where I think that it's good to have an element of nutritional advice and let people make their own decisions and their own judgments. And some people were talking about like calorie deficits and losing weight to begin with. Some people who do want to make changes to their body composition do need for their own mental health, that initial buy-in that they're making changes to their body. So sometimes having a calorie deficit to begin with can help them feel good about themselves in their mind and their body and then it's how you train them out of that calorie deficit so that they can maintain the way that they want to feel so that's that's where i'm at just now i'm very much in between in that i now do give nutritional advice i will give a calorie goal and i will also give a protein goal whereas this time last year i was completely against it so my whole facility is about creating a safe space where people can come and train and lift weights and not have to talk about diets, but they can come to me for individual advice. 
Yeah. Um, it's like, like you say, focusing on the skills is never an easy kind of thing. Um, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. People not on the whole kind of diet or nutrition yeah. thing. Don't worry. It's just mine is a case of I fear when the skill weight goes down yeah. rather than going up. But that's just because like for people that haven't seen me, I'm six foot six. So yeah. if my weight comes down. I used to be this height, but I used to be like 82 kilos. Um, and don't get me wrong, like it's not like I was weaker. I was just like athletic. I used to do like yeah. rugby, football, basketball, like everything was all active. So it was just a case of being that height, young age, yeah. constantly. Like you just, I just physically couldn't enough keep up with all of it. Um, but yeah, like when my weight starts to come down, I start to see that old version mm-hmm. instead. And then I start to panic. Um, whereas right now I'll probably sit. Average, on average, probably around 103, so like mm-hmm. 21 kilos more, which is a substantial amount. Um, but yeah, but focusing on skills doesn't help, so I try to avoid that as much as possible as well. Um, but like I said, I do still believe there is a nutritional importance, but I do also believe in the same thing as you, and that people can make their own decisions on it, because at the end of the day, there's much more to health mm-hmm. than the number on the scale. Yeah. Like, yes, having like a high body fat can have like detrimental weight, like detrimental effects to things like health. Um, but like I've got a post schedule, I think it's, it's next week or the week after. And like, for instance, people view having a six pack as being the definition yeah, of being healthy. Uh-huh. But it's like, if you've got a six pack and you can't walk out a flight of stairs without getting out of breath, are you really in that good a shape? Yeah. Is there so many other factors that people don't take into account and it's all those kind of lifestyle things. Mm-hmm. So people are kind of happy with how they are. Like I like them to understand that yes, if you balance out your nutrition in this way, it will make things easier and better and you will see better kind of performance changes and stuff mm-hmm. as time goes on. But if it's just something they're not interested in, they just want to focus on the training elements, mm-hmm. then that's their personal decision to make and trying to force certain things down their throat isn't mm-hmm. always the best way for some people yep. because, again, it can be off-putting. Yeah. And if it becomes off-putting, they just stop altogether and then suddenly they're back to square one again. You I don't... think this is where the anti-diet thing comes in as well. That's why I, I, I said I'm not... I'm not anti-diet as I was probably going through the pandemic and reading books on it. I feel like there's two opposite ends of the spectrum, especially on social media. There's people who tell you that you are pretty much wrong for wanting to diet. And I think that's taken away the autonomy and your own personal choice by making you feel like you're wrong for wanting to diet. I think that any kind of diet. Now, diet doesn't mean that you have to go into a massive calorie deficit. Diet can mean that you make small incremental changes to increasing your nutrition and fueling your body better than you might have been previously. And that's not a bad thing. Fueling your body efficiently to take out the tasks that you carry out every single day, whether it's a demanding job or you train a lot, it's going to be better than if you're not fueling your body efficiently, you'll, you'll be able to perform better, you'll be able to carry out those tasks better. And that's always a good thing. So I think that there's a lot of negativity on both sides of the spectrum, of which I've come to terms with that I need to I sit somewhere in the middle. Yeah, because unfortunately the worst thing that goes on just now, and this is like a really big pet hate of mine, is that no matter which route you choose, people are going to tell you it's wrong. And that's the thing, like people will always be quick to point out hateful negative things but they'll never be the positive so the ones that see it as positive they'll look at it and go and in their head they'll think oh yeah yeah i agree with that but the ones that disagree will be like oh i need to make a big statement that this person's saying all the wrong things and suddenly it just becomes like a whirlwind of hate um and it's it's quite bad like i say everyone's different everyone makes some sense like saying it's a tough one (laughs) It's, it's hard to find examples like anything you put on social media is going to be wrong. So if you're an anti-dieter, mm-hmm. all the people that believe in dieting, they're going to like focus always, on you and hate yeah. on you. If you're a dieter, all, <laughs> all the anti-dieters are going to like get on your back. And if you sit in the middle, people are going to be like, why can't you make a decision? Like which one's, which one's right? It's no matter what, people are going to try and find controversy. Um, it's really confusing for people, especially going into January. Lots of people yeah, are going to be... The ones just starting off thinking. just are just like, well, what is right? And uh-huh. the, there's no answer. There is no right or wrong. It's what's right for you. Uh-huh. That's probably the only answer you can yeah. give people is what works best for you. Yeah. Is what works for you is what you prefer. So that's why I try to keep it all rounded. Yeah. And you might not know what's right for you. And that's where a PT comes in. Trial and error. Yeah. Even, even as a PT, I could tell someone the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, it's not wrong. Yeah. But I can tell them something that they don't like and doesn't suit them. Mm-hmm. But then that's where I'll be like, okay, 
we've tried this approach, yeah. let's try this one instead. It's like my client Lauren, who was in this morning, like we started her off on strength training because she really enjoyed it. And her main goal was weight loss. So going into like a kind of power lift style of training probably isn't what a lot of people would class as optimal, but she enjoyed it. So it helped her keep her habit. She stuck to it. She got amazing results from it. And now she's got that habit. She's more willing to kind of up the more endurance and cardio elements into her life. And then she's just kind of continue to go from there. So one way is not being the best way for her, but multiple varieties at different times is kind of suits. So like I say, it's not universal. It's just what's best for the person at the time. No, definitely. Do you know someone who cares a lot about diet? Liver King. Because <laughs> I told you I was going to bring him up. <laughs> um, so, Kay has never seen Liver King. Yeah. Okay. Has heard, but yeah. not seen. I mean, it's hard not to hear about the guy. Um, he's like the epitome of all things that can go wrong on social media. <laughs> um, oh, man, it's ridiculous. So, obviously, he's came out recently. He's tested positive for steroids after claiming to be all natural. <laughs> Um, the na- as the name suggests, he promotes things like eating like pounds of raw liver, like eating testicles, oh. eating, uh, like some of the stuff you see him eat. Is, and literally, you're talking, he will hold a big, huge, like full cow liver and just bite a big chunk out of it on camera. Facial expression doesn't change because he claims that's what the primals used to do. So that's his, that's his followers, they're primals. That's why that's all the videos like, what's up, primals? <laughs> um, he claims he doesn't bath or shower. Um, he's like permanently shirtless, but he always claimed it was natural and it was down to this, his nutrition and the style of training he was doing. And the training is it's impressive that anyone can do it, but in my head it's just like, man, your body must ache. You'll like do a one-mile walk with like, big massive ankle weights on while toe, wearing a weighted vest, towing a sled with like 50 odd kilos holding kettlebells in each hand, you'll just go for like a mile walk with it and it's just that way, it was just like, yeah but he claims that's what the primals would do and I don't recall seeing any pictures of a caveman with a weighted vest no. and ankle weights um, and the more I think about it, I think back to like Terry Crews and Euro training <laughs> and it's just like we're going to run up a hill backwards on our hands with ankle weights <laughs> and it's just like to me it's just like this guy has woke up one day and just been like Man, that sounds like a real That's the right way everyone must do it. But I'm going to Have you ever seen a picture of him? I don't, unless I've seen it on like a James Smith video where okay. he rips the mic yeah. out of him. So I'm going to show you a picture of him and he is, and I put in quotations, natural. <laughs> okay. Uh, to what he says. So he's natural. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, no. No. No, um, no, no, no. I've seen flatter turtles in that on the shell. Anyone has like a belly that sticks out, yeah. but somehow still has abs. Yeah. You kind of have to question what's going on there. Um, but yeah, so that's the kind of stuff where, like social media can be so uh, it's fun times, isn't it? But wow. It's really yeah. Um, what's your kind of like? It's kind of like an easy one to answer. Like, what's your kind of views on you get guys like this? And do you know what? He's probably up there with your Herbalife style of people where it's just like, this is all you need. Yeah. But that's just ridiculous, man. He even got his family, his kids and all that involved in being a part of it. Do you know what? Like... Yeah, but you liver in general. No, my dad loves liver and onions, I've, I've and tried, I'm like, no. I've literally tried liver once, no. and I tried cooking it, and like the texture alone of it after it was cooked made me want to like gag yeah. and throw up, and I don't know how he could like bite a raw chunk of that, no. and then be like, oh, I'll just wash it down with a cup of bull sperm and it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bite, bite into this goat's testicle. Oh, well, no, it's like a bush tucker trial. It's genuinely like his daily diet is a bush tucker trial. It makes no sense. Do you know um, what? Well, when, even when you see his videos, it makes no sense. No. Like, see when he's pointing out the foods on the table, it's just yeah. like over here we've got carbs, and then on this plate we've got carbs, and it's just like, mate, just say a potato. I know, just it's say a fucking potato. potato. Yeah. And then he's just like, here we've got protein. It's just like it's it's still moving. <laughs> it's like so he doesn't even list what foods are his actually being eaten. But yeah, what's your kind of views on this whole eating kind of thing? Um, I don't agree with it. Obviously, I don't think that faking is good a good thing in general. However, my view is that if that person, regardless of whether I agree with it or not, gets people moving and doing things and feeling better about themselves, I'm not saying that these people go to the, the butchers and go and buy a pack of awful 
and bunch it raw. Things like the thought. Oh, it's awful. It's awful thinking about it. This, man, but, this man's probably made millions off of this. Yeah. Over yeah. being a, na- a natural yeah. strength trainer. And I don't... Who, who like, bench presses underwater, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Which is pretty cool to watch. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, why? I don't... Honestly, I don't agree with it. I don't think that it's a great portrayal of being... Of honesty. However, as much as it's, you can see it for what it is now, probably lots of people have started training because of it and changing their lifestyles because of it. It's the same thing as I don't really agree with people going up the Stairmaster doing side leg raises, but people are still in the gym and they're training. Yep. I'm I'm not a fan of that. And I'll look at it and maybe just turn a blind eye because it's not my place to go and say that it's wrong, but it gets people moving. And there's probably been quite a lot of positivity that has come out of the end of it. So in terms of for other people, Fair game, but would up be, to your... Where would be your line then? Because to me, if I saw someone, like, <laughs> if I was to, like, say, go to, like, Miller and Carter, <laughs> and I was, like, ordered a steak, like... I don't think I ever want to eat anything. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I love Miller and Carter. And, like, I, I like my steak rare, but at least it's fucking cooked. It's not right? it. Yeah, so, like, say, for instance, like, say you go on a date with a guy, right. okay, and you go somewhere like Miller and Carter, you order your steak, and he's just like, sorry, can I just have the raw cut of meat in front yeah. of me? <laughs> You draw a line on commenting on it. Depends on what date it is. What? <laughs> okay, bye. I mean, it's Matt McCarthy, but he's got to try and like, be impressive. And that, like, we all know by the time it has date three, we're in KFC. <laughs> it's, not, it's going to be a big ick. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a really big ick if I go there and the guy says that he just wants his, his steak to still be mooing. Yeah, I need to reevaluate what's happening after that. Yeah. Well, if we look at it in terms of fitness industry, so obviously, like we say it's good because you've got people moving. Yeah. Okay, but at what point do you then draw the line to these people where you maybe? comment to them do you really think this is the right yeah because like i say like with me there's no right and wrong but the thing is like are you looking at the full picture here absolutely where's your line because you said for instance like on the stairmaster people are going up doing these like kickbacks like every second step which like you could just do stand and still swing your leg back and forward it's not going to build your leg but yeah um at what point do you feel it's time to then step in and say not that it's wrong, yeah. like treat it like compliment sandwich style, yeah. um, but be like, have you tried doing this instead? Where's yeah. your kind of line? It's hard um, because I don't know the guy and I, as the, I'm sure I have seen pictures of him before. Um, he's been but, everywhere. I think it's everyone would know a picture if they yeah. saw him, but they might not recognise where from. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I was following that person implicitly and adopting I wouldn't, adopting his methods, thinking that I was going to get like that naturally, there is going to be an element of when I find out that it's wrong, do I unfollow him? Do I keep going thinking that I'm so wired into it? I really don't know. I mean, I can t- I will continue to follow it because yeah. it's like it's like a car crash. Yeah. Yeah. Can't take your eyes off of it. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I understand. It's still like fueling his ego yeah. to be getting the views and that from. But it's sometimes you just want to see what are you going to hit out with next. I know it's quite interesting to watch. I can't remember the name of the page. It's it's like one of these ones that just puts clips on but have you seen like the daft clips of the guy that like trains and he's doing like a Bulgarian split squat but using the squat rack as the weights I'm not <laughs> live under a rock Ross sends to them all the time and if he's listening to this Ross thank you because the, the memes and videos he sends are fucking outstanding uh, I won't repeat some of them like some of them are very dark humour but uh, but there's, he'll send like videos and it's like a guy hanging with his arms over a pull up bar while cycling a spin bike off of like levitated off the ground and it's ones like that as like people will get a following of it simply because you just kind of want to see what ridiculous thing comes next. Yeah, yeah kind of stuff sometimes works, but and I follow gym fails and all that kind exactly. of stuff. It's, like, <laughs> it's one of the hard things that I dislike most about social media is that you have to find a balance between helpful yeah. and informative and clickbait. Yeah, and I feel that like it used to be the opposite. It used to be a little bit of clickbait with it, but people appreciate to get yeah. information more. Whereas now I feel I need to post more ridiculous and yeah. comical stuff. It's more but, entertainment value now. Yeah, I don't get as much satisfaction out of no. Don't get me wrong, I do enjoy filming a bit something funny like every full often yeah. and that. Um, didn't enjoy the one yesterday. That was too cold, too cold for that <laughs> nonsense. Um, but, um, yeah, like... Stuff like that. Yeah, I like posting things where people look at it and go, it's like, oh, that's really useful, I'm glad yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to see as much of that anymore. No. It's a guy from... Um, where's he based? 
I think he's got his own wee setup. He's more like way up north. They called Jace Donaldson. I kind of met through the turf games competition. He was down kind of supporting one of the guys in my team. And he posts great informative mm-hmm. stuff. And it doesn't get anywhere near enough views or likes that it deserves. Mm-hmm. But I even had to like mess with him the other day. And I was like, I actually love the content you're putting out right now because it's right on the money. It's well presented. It's informative. It's good quality. It's, to me, it's the right opinions on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to see someone like that who can put out such good quality who then falls behind yeah. someone hanging over a bar, yeah. cycling a levitating bike yeah. off the ground. Because we like the the um, what's it the taboo and the the kind of. The gory, sweary, we like all that kind of, oh, suspense type things. I mean, I follow some really informative people on Instagram, but I also follow some people that are really funny and also informative and swear a lot in their reels. And to me, that draws me in more. I like to have the, and I think that's the algorithm. Yeah, the edgy, that's the word I'm thinking of. The algorithm loves stuff like that. When you're posting content on Instagram, there's nothing worse than when you post a reel that's really informative and you've put loads of thought into it and it is quite serious and then like three people see it. And it's like, oh, well, maybe I need to add in the, the F-bomb about five or six times in order for the, for Instagram to go, oh, that's a bit naughty. Let's push that out to everyone's FYP page. No, and I feel that's why it can sometimes be a little bit rough on the whole everything's a lot more negative than positive yeah. kind of ways because when you post something like that and you try to be positive yeah. it doesn't but if you call liver king a fucking cunt and yeah. a piece of shit yeah. it, like tells lies yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to be like ha ha funny yeah. like yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like it's almost like let's uh, let's promote being a dick yeah. um yeah. and th- in that case it's a bit different i mean i don't believe people should lie about being on Absolutely steroids not. it's like if you're going to be on it no. i've got no issues with someone being on steroids yeah. but just be honest about yeah. it. Um, Joe Rogan called out The Rock on it. Yeah. Yep. And it's one of the ones where he claims it's the same as Liver King. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm pretty sure he said it was the same as Liver King. I think it was after Liver King. It was something along the lines The Rock needs to be next because he's currently lying to his followers. Yeah. But I don't ever recall The Rock saying he was natural. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think any. Yeah, I don't mean it bad, but like, you look at him and I don't think anyone questions that he's probably yeah. taking stuff in his time. Um, and he's, he's just like a gem. It's like you can go after anyone, but leave the leave rock alone. <laughs> I know, he's a nice guy. I know. No, I don't, I don't agree with lying at all. I don't agree with it at all. And I think that it is completely wrong to lie. However, the same as somebody on Instagram telling you to do all these tricks on the Steermaster, I don't agree with that either. But if it gets people moving to an extent, as long as they don't fully believe into the hype and it, it kind of takes over their life then I, know. I, don't, even think, I don't even think the people who post it believe it and that's no, the hard part that of is it hard part, um, yeah. but it's like you say it has to be eye-catching so it's yeah. like if, if someone posts like I don't mean badly see if I was to post me going up and down on a Stairmaster yeah. like and then I don't know like pick some yeah. famous female PT um, Emily's uh, no, uh, what's it, Kayla? It seems, it seems okay. or something. And, and, and now let's say she's up doing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, like obviously for once she's got more followers. Yeah. Let's say we're on the same followers. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get less traction probably on it because I've got like a flat pack arse behind me, yeah. <laughs> um, as well. So I would probably realistically need to do something mental, like yeah. every couple of steps, let it go to the bottom and jump up two stairs. Yeah. And be like, oh, try this if you want a little burnout. But in my head, I'm just like, I'm not going to do this. No, no, I'm just no, going to, no. I'm just going to walk on it. Yeah, built for walking on yep. it. Yeah, if I wanted to do jumps, I'll do box jumps after it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the issue. A lot of people are just trying to create things that don't need created, yeah. like an event in their own exercises, which are better. Yeah. And again, quotations. That's the basics. Um, but it's like, let's say something needs done for people to actually follow and see the good yeah. content like you may have to post maybe five things like that and then put one thing out you believe in mm-hmm. but without getting attraction of five things that you're not a big fan of no one's going to see that one that you want people to see yeah. and that's where it's kind of like a bit of a pain with social media and the thing that's why people just create stuff it's uh-huh. I've, I've started trying to re-adopt my approach on it and try to do more informative stuff again because i listened to the james smith podcast with Dr. Karan 
what was his name is? He does lots of stuff on TikTok where it's like he talks about like surgeries and medical conditions mm-hmm. and stuff. Some are pretty gory stuff, but it's ones that it's like we immediately look at it and you're just like, oh, this looks interesting. Yeah. Um, and he's a big like positive believer of just like he sticks to his guns yeah. from day one. Whereas like some people believe otherwise, some people say different things, but otherwise he's like, for instance, talking about fibre if he believes in like just getting out of diet instead of products. He's been approached by a product that's high in fibre to go out there and do a post on them that will pay more than his NHS salary for one post. It'll pay more than his salary for the entire year. He turns around and he's just like, no. It's like, because I don't believe in it. And that's what I'm trying to do a bit more. So I'm trying to get more informative stuff back out again, more just regular training things instead of trying to put ridiculous things out. Um, It's difficult to try and... Yeah, but like the the people you want to see it, and the people that believe in what they're seeing mm-hmm. will be the ones that will yeah. stay tuned into it. Yeah. And that's the bit that's hard to remember. It's too much of a focus on view counts and like yeah. counts and how many clicks your page gets. But you've got to remember, like, are those the people you actually want mm-hmm. looking at the stuff that you're posting? That's yeah. the kind of hard bit is trying to find those balances. And the algorithm's ever-changing. I hate the algorithm. It's it makes no sense. It really doesn't. It's, I think, my most viewed and liked real on for for me having a fitness and lifestyle page was christmas last year um running to the door to collect a delivery and it had <laughs> nothing to do with fitness and it was just that it was posted at the right time i think and yeah. it's quite scary that none of my fitness stuff ever really gets traction mine's is the one that's the deadlift and I drop in and shows you the image of what I see after heavy deadlifts oh, and distorted vision. Stuff, yeah. yeah, that yeah. one. Does, but again, that still gets likes and stuff just now. Because yeah. I look at it and it's just like, like I found it funny at the time when I did it. Yeah. But like, it's, it's nothing. And yeah. well, I don't even know how many thousands, like hundreds of tens of thousands. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I think it's over like a hundred k or that now. Um. Which is really numbers for a lot of people, but to me, oh, that's to me. I'm just right. like you're just, famous. Uh, <laughs> famous. Where do I look? <laughs> look um, I mean, technically, I suppose there was a rugby clip of mine. Yeah. I got shared onto another rugby page that got like over a quarter of a million. Yeah. But I don't know if that counts because it wasn't on my page. No. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, well, look at that. You get those ones. Uh, the things that should be illegal in the gym series. Yeah. Those ones get a good amount of views. The one I did yesterday's already built up more than my last three reels. Yeah. Uh, the one of Scottish people currently in gyms versus CrossFitters. <laughs> um, oh, like Ali Crawford commented on that one. Like the, the one that she was, was she in the 40 that? to 49 age category or was it 40 to 45? 40 to 45, I think she won the CrossFit Games uh, for that one. And I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, someone like this commented, yeah. algorithm win. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going I've got no idea how this algorithm thing really works, don't. and it's the kind of thing. Even in so, like, I work with optimal nutrition, and we've got our chat with all the coaches in there, and that's just a common thing that we yeah. put in. Everyone's just like, "Oh, yeah, we'll have to follow each other's accounts, see what you are all doing," and then the chat always ends up in, "Yeah, fuck the algorithm." Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, as and I made a point of during COVID when I was really posting lots of stuff about body confidence and all that, and I was very anti-diet. That I used to schedule my posts on a Saturday, a Sunday night. Very sad. I would sit in my bed and freeze a lot of time because if not, you start to get stressed, yeah. and that's when you start pumping out just rubbish. Yeah, and that's when I noticed that because I was scheduling out posts and going in in the morning and just basically firing up from a draft, that I got most of my followers. I've not mm. got a massive following, but that's when most well, of my followers. Couple of thousand, Nearly. Yeah. Um, but then, and then after I started going back to work, I didn't have the time to do stuff like that. So that's when my follower count started to. It didn't drop, but it just didn't grow. And I was, uh, it's it's slowly started to form back again. But definitely, I think reels are the uh, the biggest um, thing right now um, because anyone can view a reel, but your followers only view your. Um, your sto- your posts and your stories, whereas a reel can go to anybody. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, can't, I can't just ignore that. <laughs> so we're sitting like next to the big glass door outside the gym, and it must be like really cool because we've got a big like kind of wood. I wouldn't call it woodland, but yeah, it's like an overgrowth kind of bit, like over the fence, and clearly 
like from the flat to the overgrowth bit outside, there was a lovely rat that came to the window. Yeah, and I just, I was, it was facing me, and I was trying to. Talk I just saw your facial expression change when you were talking. I was just like, "What are you doing?" Because there was like... a little robin that came past about a few minutes ago, and I was, my wee face was going, "Oh, that's cute," and then I seen a rat, and like I've had pet rats. That's not a pet rat. That's that's, that's a that that's a that's a rat rat that yeah, goes in the yeah, in the rubbish. Um, oh, but yeah, it just looked at me. But yeah, the algorithm, it's ever evolving and you can't keep up with it. And my whole thing now is just post if and when you want. And the followers that want to follow you will follow you. And the ones that want to troll you will hopefully stay away. So yeah, I get Oh, I haven't had Yeah, even on that most popular video, it's like, I actually thank them on it. Just thanks for helping the algorithm out with all these lovely comments. Honestly, it's like, I like comment on it, like, when I did, because it was a deadlift one. I think I deadlifted like 200. like, oh, why did you use 310 kilo plates? So just like, because I needed. 30 kilos of weight and the way my percentages worked it was 10 kilo increments and there was no one in the gym so I wasn't taking plates away from anyone but it's just like why do I need to explain myself to you and you go on their page and it's people that don't train or do anything or lift um and yeah it's just kind of like a bit mental when you see people like one person called it that I must have been doing spine day (laughs) and I was was just like a good one it was, a, it was. I thought it was an alright deadlift. It was absolutely and, fine. I've got a good deadlift. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, two hundred's nowhere near my max. Um, it moved smooth. It felt comfortable. Yeah. Didn't feel any pressure in my back. Yeah. So it was just that way. It was like a. It's usually the ones that don't fully understand the concept of them that maybe don't fully get it. Like yeah. a slightly flexed spine on a deadlift's not actually that bad. Do you know that's something that I used to be? I, I don't think it's something. Yep. Yeah. I totally do not find that unpopular opinion at all when I was in pure gym I remember I used to watch people deadlifting and physically comment not to them but comment on them going oh how come that PT's putting that deadlift on their page and other people are looking at that and thinking oh that's how I deadlift whereas now having deadlifted heavier myself now and I understand that yeah well it's best and optimal to have a nat- uh, um, natural spine when yeah. you're actually deadlifting for in times of need when you are trying to lift as heavy as you can for that one rep. So long as your brace collect yep. correctly and you're still using your kind of like legs for like yep. the main part of the drive, you're not just kind of pulled yep. over. And as long as you don't look like a cat yep. that has its like big shoulders rounded up and stuff, and yet a bit of bend in the back, a bit of flex is fine. Like I draw it in two directions sometimes on the whiteboards. Yep. So it's like if you look at it when people. I call it insta-bum syndrome, where yeah. they force their bum back, so it's got yeah. the opposite bend, the anterior yeah. tilt of the bum. Yeah. Um, that's like that's probably it's going to be more painful on your lower back than spine. the yeah. other flex, because you're putting all the pressure into the lower back, yeah. where the slight flex would actually probably pull a bit more yeah. onto your brace muscles at the front. Um, but unless you actually understand that, people just flying hate in comments at it without the actual study. I mean... You've been a PT six years, I think I'm coming up to year nine or ten now. I mean, if I've done that year dedicated to my craft and studying, like, cause I, like we study throughout, like it's not a case of like I've just done the qualification and left it at that. Like, you've got to understand I'm not going to post something that I don't feel is <laughs> acceptable. Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to try and put the right things out there. Styles evolve. I feel the same way about pre and postnatal training as well. Mm-hmm. We learn in the pre and postnatal qualification. Have you done the pre and postnatal qualification? That's why I don't touch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we learn concrete um, things of do this and don't do this, uh, more on the side of do not do these things. But having done it now for over five years, I know as a pre and postnatal tutor to, like when I do my own practice as well, having done my own research. Some of those things that it states that you should not do, like lying on your back when you're at a certain month in your pregnancy, if you're on your back for a very, very small amount of time, the actual harm that that may do is negligible. Severely minimal. Uh huh. And it's like you, if you fall asleep when you're pregnant and you wake up on your back, you're it's, probably doing that for a couple yeah. of hours. Yeah. It's, so, it's, I think it's courses need to cover themselves. So it's like there's a small risk. Yeah. But if they then say it's okay and people yeah. give a small risk and something happens, yeah. they're the ones that kind of get done for it. Yeah. Well, you can understand that people have to be over cautious at exactly. times. But like you say, the more you study out with 
of after your qualification. So always get qualified, but then the continuous study afterwards, that's where it becomes important. So yeah. you can know what's a true no-no yeah. and what's a... What's a contraindication and what's yeah, a... What's yeah, a, keep, keep your eye on it. Make sure you do it in the right levels and balance. Yeah. Don't rip the piss with this, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah it's, ever, it's always evolving. The, the basics of training will always be the same, but the science changes. Yeah. Oh, always. That goes with everything. I mean, at no point would anyone have ever thought like German volume training is a way to train. <laughs> yeah. I take do 10 sets of squats, I'll be like, no, no. you do 10 sets of squats. I'm going to do three to five sets because yeah. this is the right way. Yeah. But then obviously someone studies it, does the research and you're just like, fine, I'll do 10. <laughs> I will uh, still not do 10. No, I'll still never no. do 10. I'll still not do 10. I did do a programme once which kind of followed a similar style to where there was like eight sets of things. But even then, it's just like, by the time you hit set six, yeah. like, and like my brain sometimes it goes skylight, like even pounding reps, I can sometimes lose count on. So after the like five, I'm not like, yeah, I'm just sitting there just like, well, I couldn't use my fingers yeah. while I was doing the rep. Where was that at? Is that five? Is that six? Do I need to do an extra one to make sure? Oh Is doing God. an extra one going to be one too many? Am I going to hurt myself? Don't uh, get me started on counting reps. Um, I was like, everyone goes, yeah. I've actually learned to see them more like a PT. Like, I learned to background count. It's like a... It's like a subliminal style thing that I do is that sometimes I could be talking to a client and not counting and then my brain will just ran, my brain will just go that seven. Yeah. And I'll shock myself. I'm just like, oh. Oh, no. All right. I've, I still know what number you're on. Oh, no. no, no, um, no yeah, my no. brain just registers it sometimes. I can. Um, like, if you get to that point where, especially in group training, I've, I now just say to them, you count your own reps because there's too many. Group training people, makes but, more sense. Yeah, but yeah, I've got one to one. Yeah. So. With one to one, if a client goes, how many am I on? It's always two. Yeah, two Because you feel if you say one more, it doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. right. You feel if you say two, it's just like, oh, so I was close to the end. Then you feel if you say three, they'll think yeah. you're just trying to make me do too much now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like the, the safety yeah. call. <laughs> or it's the classic when you're doing when you're training and you're counting the reps in your head, and then your client goes, like you're on rep eight, and the client goes nine, and you're like. Okay, nine, and it's you like, who's right? <laughs> right? As a client, that was bad for that in Dubai, and no matter what set number I would give them, they would always be one number ahead of yeah. me. And for ages, I would always sound wrong because I would keep saying, I was like, no, you still got one. But I was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I was like, we're doing eight, and every time they would do seven, I was like, no, that's eight. eight. Like, you've got one more to do, you're on seven. It's like, no, it's definitely eight. And then the oh, next exercise then. would be like 15 reps, <laughs> and then they would get to 14 and then just stop. And I'd be like, you've got one more. And it was just that way. I was just like, right, I was like, okay, like count your reps out for me on your next set because they done this for like about a month or two, and I just could not get my head around it. So I was like, count them out to me because I need to know if I'm losing the plot yep. here essentially because it was really starting to fight because I was training then my other clients and I'm sitting there just like, am I giving you the right numbers? I don't know anymore. I'm starting to doubt myself. Can I do math? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I got a B at higher and I've got at least 10 fingers. But I'm, like, even when I'm using my fingers, like this person's telling me I'm not right. Um, it's hard sometimes. The person forgot the number six existed. No. <laughs> like genuinely, like they done a set now. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight. And I, in my head I was like, did I hear that properly? <laughs> so I had to let them do it again. It's like five, seven, eight. And I looked at them. I was like, okay, do you see what went wrong? And I was like, no, I was like, do it again. And they done it again. I was just like, have you, is that how you count all your sets? So it's like, yeah. And I was like, five, seven, eight. And again, I was like, five, six, seven, eight, you mean? And like, they just went bright red. And it was like head and hands. And they were just that way. They were just, I understand maybe like on a one-off that, or get it. That mind-muscle connection was just too strong. I <laughs> forgot there was a number called six. <laughs> like when counting oh, up. Yeah, you imagine if you're counting with your fingers. Like, do you just skip by your thumb and put two fingers up? It's like, oh, I was so, it was one of those ones that was like, I was impressed. I was like, a person's brain can just shut out yeah. the number whenever they want. <laughs> just, yeah, I don't know. It tends to be we try and shut out the things that we don't. Maybe he just really didn't want to do that extra rep. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Anything to get away from it. Maybe reps. Maybe rep six. six was always really yeah. difficult. <laughs> you tell him he's going to do six sets and he just runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, right, so we've, we've had kind of plenty of semi-series kind of style talk thing in here, so this is where I normally like to try and fling a kind of more funner side of things, so sometimes I'll play games with people, sometimes we'll get opinions, uh, this or that, it's like Shag Mario Boyd type thing. Oh, let's go for that one, actually. Yeah, I was going to do it slightly different, I was going to go for a top three originally, yeah. but I'm going to just go back to my typical Shag Mario kill okay. of Christmas dinner. <laughs> because we're very, very close to it, and like the, we will add honourable mentions because like most houses, like it's such a big spread. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so much stuff in there. Um. So yeah, three items. Uh, shag Mary kill. So like, yeah, Christmas dinner. It's a tough one. I mean, because we're only nine days out from the big day, the big feast. Mm, right. The food day we wait for for twelve months. Oh, this is quite, this is a bit controversial. So, as someone who doesn't, I'm not like I do like a Christmas dinner, but as someone who's probably getting a Chinese for their Christmas dinner this year, um, I would say shag the honey glazed parsnips and carrots. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mary. Now, this is me living in England for a while, and don't hate on me. In fact, no, actually, sorry, I changed my mind. Marry the stuffing. That's, Ooh, that's like, that's my favourite. That's my favourite. And uh, I was going to say the Yorkshire puddings, because believe it or not, when I lived in England, to have Yorkshire puddings. See, when you say you were in for a like my hair's like, she's about to say a Yorkshire yeah, pudding Yorkshire for Christmas puddings, dinner. Because I just love Yorkshire puddings. I think we have them at Christmas dinner. Yeah, so it's, quite, it's quite yeah. common. Um, and kill. Oh, what did I really... Honest, like honestly, kill the turkey. Oh, you know, yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not a huge turkey fan. Oh, I do like turkey, but I can't have a big amount of it. No. So, like turkey mince, like that turkey meatball stuff. But like, yeah. see, a turkey turkey, it's always hard. But like, if you get the right gravy with uh-huh. it, it needs the gravy. Yeah, oh, it has and to. I love it the next yeah. day because we always need like a turkey curry the next yeah. day. So, like the Boxing Day turkey yeah. curry, which is why I can't kill turkey because mm-hmm. if I kill it, I don't get my curry no, the next true. day. Any time I've had the option, if I've gone out for dinner or I've cooked it myself, I've either made like a ham joint or I've got salmon if I've went out. We never do the salmon one. We normally have turkey. We do ham and a roast beef mm-hmm. usually. I'll have like a token bit of turkey, yeah. but I do usually focus on the other bits. No, the turkey can... No. I mean, I'm, I'm going to kill sprouts. <laughs> but, no, see, I think we, we... Did we speak about this a few weeks ago about sprouts? Like a lot of hate thing. Because I posted it on my Instagram and I'd said that... I, I don't mind sprouts, but especially if they're basted in butter and bacon, then I'll eat them. See, butter and bacon sounds great, but I, I don't sprouts know. Like, just no. boiled in water and salt. It's like, yeah. they're just kind of like mushy, hateful <laughs> horridness. No, and right. I'm terrified that my daughter's going to like them. I'm pretty sure she had one at Christmas <laughs> last year and she actually liked it. And it's just that way. It's like, oh, <laughs> you not like sprouts at I all? Can't, I just can't do it. And like, don't get me wrong, I love veg. Uh-huh. Like, that's when we were just like the parts. I was like, oh, I didn't think yeah. of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no, like, like, like Brussels sprouts. So, obviously, Brussels sprouts are your kill. Yes, yeah, this is the hard part because there's so many different bits. And it'll be controversial, probably, opinions for some of them. But because, like, Shag and Mary is like tough. I know it's like what like, Mary's like, the one that you would love. Mary's the one that you absolutely adore, and I love stuffing. But that's where there could be so many. So like mm. stuffing's like an honourable mention yeah. for mine. Um, I think if I'm going Mary, <clears throat> but it's that way where I just love them so much that you want to shag them. <laughs> um, oh, it's so hard to choose. Um, I really should have thought this through before I started the episode. <laughs> um, right, let's go. Everything that's on a plate. And I'm, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, oh, and it's coming up to lunchtime. Um, I mean, I've got to marry pigs in blankets probably then. It's the first thing that disappears in our house every year. Really? And you've got to get that tree early <laughs> or you're not getting any at all. It's like if you don't grab like five or six straight off the bat. Like, no, my wee cousins are like finishing the tree off. <laughs> But again, it's a tough one because I would like to put that in the shag one as well. Because, mm. like I say, there's... We have one. There's no threesomes here. <laughs> it's hard. I, uh, but there's controversial, like, outside opinion ones that are mm. probably slightly more my household that aren't traditional Christmas dinner stuff. No, which is why, shag, I'm going to go with a prawn ring. What? Yes. So, like I say, it's con- genuinely because... <laughs> We only get them around Christmas time, and I fucking oh, love it. I could say it, so it's technically I wouldn't say 
that's where it's like a tea. You'll have to like rule the technicality on this one for me because technically it's not a dinner item. Like it's not yeah. the main course. Right. But it's on the table throughout the entire meal of right. starter, main course, dessert, yeah. and I will munch it then to my heart's content the whole way through. And again, it's the same with my entire family. If you yeah. don't get in early, they're gone. Yeah. Like, absolutely love them. And I, like, I think it's because I wait all year round to get it. Mm-hmm. They only really come around those things. But yeah, it's like a weird one. And it was between that or, again, another really weird one. It was it Serrano hands. Oh, I Like the big like, leg oh, things that you just cut off chunks that. of it as you go. It's just salty, hammy goodness. Mm, it's good. Yeah, because again, no matter how full you are, you can still cut a wee slice. Mm, I know, I know. So you, you're Mary is, is I'll a prawn. <laughs> well, no, I was going to marry the prawn, <laughs> but I'll marry the pigs in blanket. Right. So you're, you're. That way, I feel like I'm in like a polygamous right. marriage because it's multiple yeah. pigs in blankets. <laughs> well, I've got a question for you then. All right. Would you rather, after your meal, have a cheese board or a dessert? Because I'm on the fence now. Like, I would be so team dessert, like, up until this year. But I'm, like, right in the cheese. See, to me, again, they're two different styles. So I like Mm -hmm. a dessert after. Like, I like something like a cheesecake, Mm -hmm. like a slice of cheesecake. Because after you've had so much, like, rich tasting foods, to get that sweet kick, it's Mm -hmm. nice to settle your stomach a little bit. So I usually love that. But then we will still have... A thing like a cheese board yeah, but again it's, it's like it's like the serrano ham it sits yeah. away to the side mm-hmm. and then as the night goes on you just kind of grab bits of cheese and stuff as you go fire on a cracker or something just kind of go at it when yeah. i say biscuit i do mean like a cracker style yeah. biscuit i'm not saying i put like like a <laughs> garlic and garlic and herb cheese on an oreo, <laughs> 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 yes. oreo. i mean it's christmas if you get enough mulled wine and you're in god knows yeah. what people do in some households we just we did some ridiculous things like the last couple of years. Me and my brother have had like annual beer pong games against each other and stuff. Um, it's just we can do whatever you like. It's Christmas. It's that fucking okay, December. Yeah. Okay, it's December. Do what I want. Yeah, I <laughs> but yeah, it's like there's so many things on the table. Have you got any honourable mentions? Like, For things that I like. Like cheese board, I feel could be an honourable mention as part of a Christmas yeah. dinner. Starters for me is it starters are my favourite part of Christmas dinner. For me, like, oh, I love a ham hock lentil soup. Like, something that makes that, like, that has to be, like, I always, I normally make that at Christmas, and I don't normally make lentil soup with an actual ham hock. I just use ham stock, but at Christmas, go all out. You've got to. It's like like that one meal of the year that nothing matters. You just, you you do it right. Oh, definitely. But Um, apart from that, like, Nah, like, if I do double starter, we usually get options in our family. It's like, do you want patty or a prawn cocktail? Oh, patty. That's the thing, like, you always make the plate look fancy for it on Christmas, so you only get, like, maybe two wee bits of toast or, like, oat cakes or something, but you usually get a fucking big, massive lump of patty, so the thing's, like... Caramelised onion chutney on it. yeah, the patty up so high that it can't even support it. It's just, like, I'm having a little bit of, like, cracker on my patty. No, that's... That patty gets caramelised. Sometimes balsamic vinegar on it. Oh, balsamic does it. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd like an honourable mention to the cranberry sauce, which goes underrated and left out every year. I'm not a big fan. I love it. See, when you put it in like a sandwich and stuff, I actually really like it. Yeah. I've done like a Christmas barbecue one year, yeah. like as a party in my flat when I first moved in, and like see that on like a turkey burger. Mm-hmm. It does that. add, um, I've, I used to be really fussy with it, but now it is, it's, um, I'm like, I do like a salty sweet thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe I just need to try it. And I'd like to point out, we left out every style of potato that shows up on the table. We left out roasties, we left out mash, we left out My brother makes a good, my brother's mashed potato is like cream. Mash is my favourite, but at Christmas you need a roasty. Oh, you get both, you get both options there. I never have a big family Christmas, I've never ever had like the whole shebang. Even if we have a small one, we still put on the full tastes. But yeah, Yeah. it's weird that we like, we missed them out, those are classics. I really get roast potatoes. Now, (laughs) Patty for me gets an honourable mention because I absolutely adore it. What What did it fall second or third to? Oh, shag. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a hard one. Like, the fix and buy. So, which one do you put it in? No, the stuffing's the best because the stuffing, like, even day two and that, I see if you get, uh, like, some ham and some gravy and a nice soft, soft sub roll with the stuffing. Just second day leftovers after Christmas is something else. Oh, big time. But it's like you just think of all the good things that are there. And that's why it's hard to pick shag or marry. 
because know. like when you pick a shower you, you try to think of one you're just like yes get to me now and then with Mary just kind of like oh it's hard to then get your like the Christmas plates are a fucking nightmare. It's like it's all just piled up on there, and you're just kind of like, I can't. Eat all of this. It's like going to Cosmo's buffet and just seeing everything and going. It's just like, it's like oh, I'm any pizza. Oh, curry. <laughs> just like oh, we'll fire some noodles on there. Just like oh, steamed broccoli looks really nice, and you get one and look at your plate. Just like this is like something out of a horror. <laughs> And that's just Christmas dinner, and then what do you do? You look at it and go, I can scalp some gravy all over that bad boy, and let's, let's not look at each other and talk for the next 15 minutes. It's a ritual. Yeah. It's a ritual. At the end, it's okay that everyone's done and sits back and just kind of looks at each other, just kind of going, like, we were going to have a party, but we all just sleep for a while. That's so true. So it's one of the best parts. Like, when Christmas dinner starts, that moment where, like, suddenly everything goes silent. Is that way you just know everyone's content and happy with something that's on their plate. And that's where it's a hard one to kind of choose the absolute best and favourites in there. Yeah, no. It's, it's, it's good. For, for me, not feeling that festive this year, that's definitely made me feel a little bit more festive today, thinking oh. about the food side of things. Oh, yeah, you got to kind of sit and enjoy it. Because like, I know you said you're having like Chinese this year and stuff for it, but yes. at the same time as well, like we were going to do that for our family yeah. this year, but now my brother's going to cook everything for us. But I was craving a Chinese for Christmas, so I think I'm still picking one up. I know. And that's actually going to be one of the extras. No, it's going to be one of the extras there. I was like, pass around the turkey, pass around the chow mein. <laughs> it's like, it's just, not with that either. Yeah, but do you know what? Like, I think a Christmas dinner could literally be anything. I think oh, as long yeah. as technically there's a turkey. Yeah. Like anything you could put a little bit of, like the tiny so you could make a fucking turkey drumstick no, like a turkey dinosaur yeah. put turkey dinosaurs in the air fryer yeah. put them in the middle of your table order a big chinese and it's still a christmas dinner because there's no sense one of your friends not coming around with you for um yeah i'm spending christmas with a friend because my wee boy is going to his dad's for his first christmas so yeah. we are having a long christmas christmas really yeah. i get my wee girl for christmas dinner this year so she's going to get my family for christmas dinner this year and which is going to be good um like i say as long as you and your friend like pass food back and forth to each oh, other it's the exact same thing because that's what any meal that just gets passed around the table i know <laughs> but yeah those are the three there you go uh people can let us okay what their favorite ones are i feel, I feel like pigs and blankets is a solid one I feel like it might be a solid If I had to pick a top three, yeah. that would definitely be my number one. I think the pigs and blankets and roasties are going to be... I feel like... I'll let, I'll, let you rank, I'll, let you, I'll let you rank a top three because then it becomes the debate of what do you put third. Because I'm going like my pigs and blankets, I'm still going to keep my prawn ring in there. <laughs> I still can't believe I'm saying it. But... The stuffing, the parsnips and carrots and then the patty, that's it for me. I think, I think I'd actually join you with Patty, to yeah. be honest. It's like I can't, I can't imagine my Christmas dinner without those stars no. of the Patty and the prawn cocktail. No, it was one of those things when I was pregnant with Brody that um, I craved throughout my entire pregnancy, and I remember going home from the hospital, and I was like, "Go and get me some Patty, please. I just want to feel me again." Patty got me through my last holiday in Magaluf when I was nineteen. <laughs> it sounds so weird, but that way we get like random hungover cravings. Reminds oh, I would like for me and my mate Ross booked late, so we booked a half star hotel on the edge of the strip, and my brother and like the rest of our mates were staying in one a little bit of a walk away. So we used to like wake up like death <laughs> and just walk our way along to the hotel because we didn't even have air conditioning or anything oh. we slept on the balcony <laughs> um so we'd like walk along jump into the shop get some drinks like actual drinks we'd go for a breakfast with, like a beer and stuff we'd go into like a supermarket get some food and go around to theirs and every day i would just buy <laughs> it's like so weird i'd buy a baguette brussels patty either like pepperoni or chorizo slices and grated cheese and genuinely like it's such an underrated food. Mm. Like, just slap that patty on there oh. and you get a nice chewy baguette, you get the pepperoni, the cheese. Oh, I know where I'm going after this. I'm going to Aldi I'm going to, to get some patty. patty. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like 70p. I know. Or, right, sorry, inflation. So oh, yeah. probably about £7.20 yeah. just now. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's like, it's so cheap and I don't know why I don't have enough year round. 
I love it. I've not even thought about eating it re- recently, but I do love patty. It'll be one of those ones when you start, it then becomes a staple of every day you have so much of it it's until you forget to buy it again. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those you can't help it. But yeah, yeah. I, I think I'll join you. I'll put patty if we're doing that. Yeah. I mean, the last 20 minutes has just been us talking about Christmas food. So, like, apologies to everyone listening right now. He's probably sitting there just like, I want that food now. Because um, I'm actually sitting there and I'm absolutely starving oh, now. I'm starving. Yeah, like, I hit one of those, like, amino energies during it for a wee caffeine kick, but it's just made me hungry for some reason as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I need to get some I'm just now to do spine day <laughs> apparently for some people I'm going to some light dead lifts and somebody's back training Peter's going to eat exactly I'm Peter's going to potato oh, <laughs> potatoes we're flinging food back in <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man I, I still stand by I'm mash over roast potatoes Christmas day I don't know why I used to be a mash person but I do love a, a, a decent roast day no one touches boiled butter no no yeah. Some basted in garlic butter. <laughs> uh, we put the garlic stuff in the one. So. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that will probably kind of pull us to kind of an end on this one anyway. Um, I feel like in anything between an hour to an hour and a half, like people are starting to listen, just like, man, are they still talking? Um, so yeah, we will kind of round off there. Uh, if you want to follow Kay and kind of see the kind of work she does, and also with her new studio, uh, which is called. Remedy Studio. Remedy Studio. And then how people kind of be able to see the stuff that you're kind of doing there. Uh, I'm on Instagram under the handle at KT Lifts. It's K-A-Y-T-E-E underscore Lifts, L-I-F-T-S. Yeah. So for that, you'll be able to see that kind of like that different holistic style approach to kind of gym that we were talking about. Place looks banging. Like it's got a really nice setup. Like I said to you yesterday, like I love like the light setup and stuff in it. Like anything, it just kind of has that different vibe to your kind of depot setup. So always nice. Um, and yeah, everyone kind of knows how to get a hold of me by this point anyway. So um, for everyone listening, thank you again for listening very much. And I will hopefully get back in. I'll try and get another one of these done before Christmas if possible. Now I'm about to go on annual leave, so I should have more free time. If not, I will hopefully speak to everyone again soon. Thanks again and bye.